bless you. We honor you. We give you thanks for your grace and your love in our midst. We thank you for your word and the power of the Spirit of God. Enforce that word with light, with power. We thank you for the revelations in your word, the truths that are brought forth to set us free, to make us free, and to bring us, O oh Father, into the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ, that we may have walk worthy of you. Thank you for all you've been teaching us this far in this workshop, preparing our lives to live in union and in sync with the Spirit of God, the principles that you laid down for us, with the purpose, O oh God, of building us up and giving us an inheritance among those who are sanctified. We thank you, dear Father, for every participant in this workshop and we thank you for your work in their lives your transformative work yes your life altering work we give you thanks we give you praise for the anointing of god's spirit to unveil mysteries and we thank you father that your word is open to us like david said open my eyes that I may see the wondrous things in your word. And let it be so even in our midst this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. I trust you all well. We were discussing implementation protocols on our last session and we spoke about the role of imaginations, thoughts, and mindset in helping us create and fashion the life that we want to live. We made some statements which I believe were profound and can help put a lot of things in perspective as to how to proceed in building the life we desire. Everything is rooted in thoughts. Everything is rooted in the energies that is harnessed in our thinking. The sound is low. All right. Uh, just please forgive me. Let me fix that quickly. Ah, mm. uh, testing one, two. Testing one, two, one, two. How's the sound now? Is, is it okay? Yeah. If, if, if you're having trouble with sound, just maybe probably is your uh, 
audio. Praise God. As I was saying that we mentioned several points which are very important in us understanding the roles that we have, the responsibility on us in building the life that we want to live. And I just said now that thoughts are foundational for everything we want to achieve in life because in thoughts really is the mystery behind accomplishment, the mystery and the key behind deeds and actions. Thoughts are the energy that propel us. So every action, every deed, every accomplishment that one will act out or do or perform will stem from the energy in their thoughts. You know, there are thoughts that do not have the energy to propel you. And we call when, when, when the energy or when thoughts or, and the energy stored in thoughts do not translate into action, we call you lazy, right? Because there's, there's no synergy or transference of energy from the thought process and into the action or the deed that is synonymous with a thought. A perfect example is the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says that this woman had been hemorrhaging or she had a condition for 12 years and she had been hemorrhaging for 12 years and she had heard about Jesus and about his works. And the Bible says that the woman thought within herself. She thought within herself. That's what the Bible tells us, that she thought within herself. And the thought was, if I may but touch the skirts of his garments or the hem of his garments, I shall be made whole. And the important things to note there, number one, it was not a prayer. The thought that she had fabricated or framed in her mind was not a prayer to God, but was a framing or harnessing of energy. And that's why I said to you that for everything to be accomplished on this side, on this physical dimension, thoughts are necessary because they have the potentials of making anything possible. So the scripture says, the woman thought within herself. Now, she determined her miracle. 
she determined how the miracle was going to come to pass. This is powerful. This is powerful. Because what that implies is that we can create the miracles we desire by utilizing the power in thought. Baba says she thought within herself, if I touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. That means thoughts are the principle for action. So think about it. Think about your life. Think about where your life is now. Think about the distance between you and the desired outcomes in your life. That distance is thought. She thought within herself, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And then from that thought she proceeded to do. From the thought she proceeded to do. Now you must understand that her condition did not allow her to go out publicly. It was unlawful for a woman with that condition to be out publicly because her condition would defile those whom she came in contact with under the ceremonious laws in the Jewish custom. But she needed a miracle and that miracle was a contact point with Jesus. After the thought came the action. And, and, and I want you to, to, to understand why throughout this workshop, I've been emphasizing really the application and exercising of the mind. Because no action is possible. No successful action or deed is possible without the precedence or preceding frame of thoughts. In other words, you will act out what you think. You will act out what you think. Number two, you will do what you are filled with in your thoughts. Are you following me? You will act out what you think and you will ultimately do what your mind is full of. So the thoughts that consume your minds 
are the precedents for the corresponding action. So that's why I say prosperity is a thought, is a mindset. Wealth is a mindset. Because if you're going to be prosperous, that thought must consume your mind. That thought must fill your mind. Until it fills your mind, the necessary energy to act will not be harnessed. And that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about implementation protocols. Things that you must do in order for you to accelerate and uh, things that you must do to accelerate and also make sure that you have the right catalysts for the life you want to live. And you must have a base. And that base will come from the protocols that you instill into your life. Because unless you instill these protocols, beloved, your life will continue to be at the mercy of external forces. But if you want to take charge over your life, you've got to follow certain protocols that would ensure that there is consistency with your external life and your desires. Otherwise, you will constantly find that there's contrast between what you desire and what you experience. And 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 really the the um, the missing link will be this consistency, this diligence in implementing the protocols that are necessary. We read Genesis chapter eleven, where the where the scripture tells us that God Himself said the thing that these people have yet thought, imagined to do will not be withheld from them. So the only thing God could do to stop them from accomplishing their mission was to confuse them. With what? With diverse languages. Because as long as they were of one language, they were of one mind. They could understand what was required. And God himself could not stop them. Save that he scatter them by confusing their languages. And this means that the law of imagination, the law of imagination is a law of the spirit, is a divine law of God. Imagination is what makes things a reality. So, one of the most important things that you must understand is how to think. There is the right way to think, 
There is the wrong way to think. For instance, Jesus said, Do not worry or take no thought about your life, what you shall eat, wear, or drink. That's what Jesus said. To think or be anxious or worry about that is to think wrongfully. Therefore, it is to short-circuit the possibility factor that exists within the universe of God for your life. So there are things that you will short-circuit, you will stop from happening in your life by thinking wrongly, by thinking worrisome thoughts, anxious thoughts. He says you will short-circuit certain things from happening. Why? Because you are taking thought. So the key is in learning how to think, what to think on, and what not to think on. Let's make it more practical. Suppose you, you're in a fix, right? You're in a situation, a, a health situation, a financial situation, and this situation is staring you in the face. Let, let, let's, let's be more specific. Suppose you're in debt and the debt collectors have come to collect or they called you, told you to make due or settle your, your accounts, but you don't have the money, right? You don't have it. And if you don't settle these accounts, you probably uh, maybe will be locked out of your house, they will repossess your car and so forth. Now, in that situation, the wrong way to think is to worry. It, you understand? The wrong way to think is to worry. You rather not think at all than to worry. You rather not think about it at all than to worry. Because the moment you worry, you close off the channels of the miraculous. You close off the channels of the spirit. So then now, what happens is that God can help you. I did not say he won't help you because he wants to help you. He cannot help you because the law of worry prohibits, hinders God from stepping on the scene. So you uninvite God through worry. So what then must I do, pastor? Think possibility thoughts. In other words, think that you will pay Pascadia what is required of you. You will make due and settle these accounts. 
But how, pastor? That's not where you begin. Because the how is the mystery. Mary asked the angel, how shall it be since I know no man? And the angel said, Lo and behold, the Holy Ghost and the power of the Most High shall overshadow you. Even that is a mystery. And that holy thing of God shall be birthed in you. Six months before, the same angel was asked by Zacharias, How? How? He asked it in doubt. And the angel had to shut his mouth. Why? Because he was trying to scientifically analyze, just like, remember in, in, in John chapter 3, when Nicodemus came to Jesus, and Jesus began to explain to him the process of being born again, and Nicodemus was, was like, how shall I, shall I go again in my mother's womb and be born? And Jesus said, are, are you a rabbi? You don't understand these things. Why? Because he was trying to hum, humanize a spiritual experience. He was trying to humanize a miracle. He was trying to bring down a miracle into scientific foundations. And you cannot because the moment you do that, everything begins to crumble. So the how is not where you start in your thought process. It is the possibility of you paying and making due or settling those accounts. That's where you start. I will pay these accounts. <laughs> I, I, I will settle these accounts. I will settle these accounts. I will settle these accounts. And then from, from that process, you begin the implementation protocols. The first thing you do, you begin with your imagination. You begin now utilizing the imagination. You will see yourself with the money that is required of you to pay those accounts. You will begin now to go into the creative machinery and you will begin to imagine the accounts being paid. You can even add, because there's no law, you can even add, you, 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 after paying, you will still have more. Now, you, you, you begin that thought process through your imagination. Right? Because it is impossible to begin to imagine until your first area of thought is possibility. Now, here's an external reality. You've got to first fight off the thoughts that you can't. You, you have to fight them off. You have to refute them. Because remember, you want to tap on the miracle source now unto him who is able to do more exceedingly, more abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. So you will begin to imagine paying off those debts, clearing those accounts. 
And then if you need if you need material for imagination, you you will go to the Bible. And you'll open Philippians 4. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. My God shall supply. You see, here's the problem. The problem is that you have not learned how to refuse negativity. Until you learn how to refuse negativity, you will never learn how to embrace positivity. You will never learn how to embrace the positive dimensions of the spirit. Oh, oh, let's read, let's read, let's read Psalms, Psalms. Let's read Psalms. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Uh, no, no. Uh, let's read this, the same variation, but in the New Testament. The same variation of that scripture, but in the New Testament. First Peter chapter 3. First Peter chapter 3, verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 9. You see, words are extensions of thoughts. Speech begins in the mind, not on the lips. Speech, language proceeds from the mind. It proceeds from thoughts. What language is, is the orderly arrangement of thoughts. It is, it is, it is the, the transference of images, thoughts, images into words, into letters, into syllables. But really, the nature of words are images. That's why when you read in the Bible, every time, most of the time when God spoke to the prophet, the Bible said, and the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah in a vision. And the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision. Because words are projectors or are carriers of images, pictures, and thoughts. So all words are a transference of reality package in pictures. So the source of words are thoughts. The source of thoughts are energy. So that means that that energy goes through uh, metamorphosis phases from energy to thoughts to words. But all these foundationally are energy, they carriers and stores of energy. So energy makes itself real through thoughts and words. Now I want you to listen carefully what the scriptures tell, tells us here, right? In verse 9, he says, Not returning evil for evil or reveling for reveling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. You were called that you may inherit a blessing. Listen to verse 10. Because he who would love life and see good days, 
he who would love life and see good days. In other words, if you want to live a great life, if, if you want to live a great life, if you want to see good days in your life, he says, let him refrain his tongue from evil. Hallelujah. He says, the man who is going to see good days in his life is going to live a great life is the one that learns to refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. I, I, I would like to read that portion of scripture in another translation. Praise the Lord. I'll read this in another translation. He says, If you want a happy, good life, keep control over your tongue and guard your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Look where, look where a great life starts. Look where happy days begins it begins with your tongue and remember Jesus said out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks really it begins from the heart it begins from the mind he says you have to learn to refrain from thinking evil thoughts Remember when, 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 when Moses sent out the 12 spies to go and, and, and survey the land which the Lord had given them? And the Bible says they, they all came back <coughs> and all of them gave an evil report. All of them spake evil. And the Lord heard their report and he was angered. So, so really speaking evil is speaking inconsistent from what God says. Is speaking anti what God says. Is speaking against what God says. So he says, the first step to living a great life, he says, don't argue with God. Don't argue with God. If God says you are blessed, you are blessed. <laughs> are you listening? If God says you are well, you are well. Th that means you've, you've got to train, recalibrate your mind to agree with God, irrespective of external experience or reality. So what you see should not change how you think. The, the, the contrary winds, the external negativity should never change what you think and what you say based on what God has told you. So if, if you are presented 
with the reality that I just told you about a few minutes ago and you don't have the money, that should not change how you think. I am a blessed man. I am a blessed woman. That's your thought process. That's your thought process. God gives me my daily bread. <laughs> you see that? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want for anything. I owe, I owe no man nothing except love. Now, those implementation protocols are not automatic. That's why they are implemented, because they are not automatic. Your mind is a pile of junk. That's why the reality you experience is not consistent but confusing. Droplets of good, abundance of evil. Why? Because there, there, there's confusion in your mind. Because if you think confused thoughts, you will live a confused life. If you speak confusion, you will live a confusion life. And what really needs to happen is that you, you need to undergo a speech therapy. In learning how to determine creative outcomes. Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18. Verse 20. A man's stomach A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. A man's stomach. That means if you are hungry, if you are hungry, your mouth is not producing food for you. Because he's saying, your mouth is going to produce food for you. Your mouth is going to, is going to feed you. <laughs> I'm not, your mouth is going to feed you. In other words, you, you're going to be satisfied in life from what has come out of your mouth, not what has come in. So he says, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, from the produce, from the produce of his lips. <laughs> he shall be filled. So your, your lips are a production facility. Your lips are a production facility. Your mouth is a manufacturing center. Hallelujah. A 
if you are defeated in your words, if you are defeated in your tongue, if your language and your speech is not congruent with God's speech and God's dreams about you, you're going to fail. Remember what God says. Uh, we'll come back. We'll come back to. We'll come back to um, proverbs. We'll, we'll we'll come back there just now. We'll we'll come back there just now. I I, I want us I want us to read something. In um, Jeremiah. Hallelujah. Jeremiah. I'll, I'll get the chapter and verse right now for you. Jeremiah, I think 29. 29 verse 11. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. This is God. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. I know the thoughts. So, do you see God thinks? God thinks, God has thoughts that he thinks toward you. Notice the Bible says, the Bible doesn't say about you. The Bible doesn't say, I know the thoughts I think about you. The Bible says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. In other words, the thoughts God thinks are constantly being projected to you. Mm. The thoughts that God is thinking about you, he is constantly projecting them, constantly sending them to you. He says, thoughts of peace and not evil. So how can you know that the thought that you are thinking at a particular time is from God? He says that thought will have peace. That, that, that listen, this, that, that's thinking about having money give you peace. That thought is from God. That's thinking about my God, hallelujah, living in health give you peace. He says that thought is from God because he says the nature of God's thoughts towards you are thoughts of peace. So if you're constantly thinking thoughts that are evil or that carry an evil undertone with them, it does not come from God. That means depressing thoughts are not from God. Stressful thoughts are not from God. Fearful, anxious thoughts are not from God. Doubtful thoughts are not from God. That means you are you, you are constantly in an environment where thoughts are being projected toward you and it is your responsibility to decipher, to scan, 
which thoughts are from God, which thoughts are not. And the thoughts which are not from God, he says, take them away. How can you know the thoughts that are from God? He says, the thoughts that are from God are thoughts of peace. Hey, they are thoughts of prosperity. So every time or the next time you find yourself thinking thoughts that don't give you peace, he says, reject those thoughts. In other words, at that moment in time, say, I reject this thought. It's not from God. Because your mind should be a receptacle of peaceful thoughts. So the energy of God's thoughts carry with them peace. Oh, I don't think you heard me. The energy of God's thoughts carry peace. What is peace? It's Irene. It's, it's the tranquility. It's the, it's the environment that governs heaven. Peace, power over crisis. Peace, prosperity with abundance. So he says, the thoughts I think toward you, the thoughts I'm constantly projecting toward you in your direction are thoughts of peace. Along the way, there are traffic in, in you see, there's, there, there's traffic going on in the thought realm. And the traffic of thoughts desires to find expression through vessels. And God says, my thoughts are thoughts of peace. They are thoughts of peace. Thought of peace. That means every time you think thoughtful, peaceful thoughts, you are thinking God's thoughts. <sighs> that means at that moment in time, as you are thinking, as, as you are thinking, it, it is God thinking through you. You see, the Hebrews call meditation the act of thinking with God. That's what, that's what the Hebrews call meditation. The act of thinking with God. So your responsibility is to fill your mind with God's thoughts. You have to extract the God thoughts from the thought realms, from the realm of the spirit. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you how, Hans I'm gonna show you how you can extract and receive the thoughts of God into your mind so that, so that, so that, so that you can have, because the Bible says, those thoughts give you a future. Those thoughts give you a future. Those thoughts give you an expected end. Hallelujah. Those thoughts, those thoughts give you an expected end. They, those, in other words, the, the, the end of those thoughts, the conclusion of those thoughts are the results, are the experiences that those thoughts carry. Hallelujah. So you've got to train yourself to implement the right protocols for a great life. And it all starts internally. It all starts with the re-engineering of the harnessing 
and manufacturing of reality that takes place in the mind. So that means it is your responsibility to have reality manifesting sessions where you are alone in a quiet space whether the mountain in a quiet park or in the comfort of your own home just a, a place where you can be alone and begin producing through the imaginative processes through the speech creative processes the life that God dreams or thinks about you. Let's, let's look at Jewel. Jewel. Chapter 2. So you have to be consciously warding off and fighting off all these thoughts that are not from God. And you know how God is giving you a, detective, uh, a detection uh, mechanism to know which thoughts are from him and which thoughts are not from him. Because he says his thoughts toward you are thoughts of peace. 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 That means thoughts produces feelings. It produces feelings. If I said right now, think about a certain person that you don't like, you begin to feel somehow. If I say now, think about somebody that you love, you begin to feel somehow. In, in the blink of an eye, like this. And remember what I told you experience is, right? It's the marriage of what? Of feelings and your thoughts. You have an experience every time there's a marriage between your feelings and your thoughts. There's alignment between feelings and thoughts. Now, let's go to Jude chapter 2. And I want to show you this. I don't, think, I don't think we will have time to get in depth into this, but I think this is just laying the foundation for it. In, 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 Jude, in Jude chapter 2 verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Mm. So God says, I will pour out my spirit, my spirit, my spirit, my spirit. I'll pour out my spirit, the essence of God. I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters, they shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. 
your young man shall see visions. So he says, when the spirit comes, he says, you will begin to see an activation in prophecy. Activation in dreams. Activation in visions, which are necessary for wholesome cooperation with the spirit. So true cooperation with God takes place in the vision dimension. Takes place in the dream realm. Takes place in the prophetic space. So to find alignment, if, if a man truly wants to know whether he has found alignment with God, he says one of the things that will begin to become an ordinary occurrence in his life or her life is that they will begin to prophesy and have experiences in dreams and in visions. Why? God will begin to activate realities. Through the vision and dream dimension, which takes place away in the dianoia, in the soul. And through what? Through the prophetic utterances, which takes place through what? Through the vehicles of the mouth and lips. So it is safe to say that the language of the spirit of prophecy, visions, and dreams. That means the spirit speaks dreams. The spirit speaks visions. The spirit speaks prophecy. So you will not always hear the Holy Ghost talking to you. No. Many times he will show you visions. He will show you dreams. He will teach you how to talk. Because prophecy or prophesying is speaking in the frequency of God. Dreams and visions are seeing in the dimensions of God, in the frequencies of God. So why is God using the spirit to channel these capabilities and abilities? It is for a reason. It is so that your reality or the experience of your life should be tantamount or should be in alignment with what God has determined for you. So what is prophecy? Prophecy is speaking what God wants. <laughs> and, and, and notice, it is prophecy only when it comes through your lips. It is not prophecy when God speaks. Because the Bible says prophecy is not, oh God, prophecy is not uh, with private interpretation. So when God speaks, it is not prophecy. It is when you catch it, when you take it and utter it, that it becomes prophecy. At that moment in time, you, you, you are speaking as a vessel, you are speaking as though it were God on that particular situation, nation, people, person, whatever it is. So he says, there's a need for prophecy. There's a need for visions. 
visions. There's a need for dreams. So you ask, but I can't prophesy. Who said you can't prophesy? Who said you can't prophesy? Because remember, if the spirit contains or when, when the spirit is poured, these experiences will begin to be activated. That would suggest that you are born with these capabilities because you have a spirit. You are a spirit. That means as a spirit, you can speak. You can prophesy. As a spirit, you can see. You can dream. You can have visions. You can prophesy. You can prophesy. Every human being has, has, has inherent prophetic ability. When the spirit of God is introduced into your life, that prophetic ability multiplies multifold. But individually, you, you are born inherently with a prophetic ability, with a predictive ability. Yep. 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 You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let's we'll come back here tomorrow okay let's go to uh, because I'll show you how to tap into that let's go back to Proverbs chapter 18 it says a man's a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the food of his mouth from the produce of his, li of, of his lips he shall be filled Death and life. Hmm. Verse 21. Death and life are in the power of God. Huh? D death and life are in the power of God. Death and life are in the hands of God. Death and life are in the power of the mm. death and life are in the power of the tongue death and life are in the power of the the the, the tongue has power the tongue has power Right there, three, two inches below your nose, there is a powerhouse. <laughs> right there, two inches below, there is a powerhouse. You can break a person by just words. 
That thing can open its mouth and it can destroy marriages. It can destroy nations. That thing can just open its mouth and it can destroy, dilapidate, break down anything. That thing can just open its mouth and it'll be end of every good thing that you've ever built. That thing can open its mouth and I tell you, hell can come out of it. That thing, that thing is a portal. That thing in your mouth is a portal, is a gateway to, 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 to unknown and known mysteries. Everything you are today is because of that thing. Everything you are today is because of that powerhouse two inches below your nose. Everything, are you listening to me? Touch yourself, say everything I am. Everything I am is because of this thing I'm hearing now. Every, every, everything you have, your marriage, your woman, your everything, everything is that, is that thing. It, death and life. If there's death in your marriage, you know where's the problem. If there's death in your finances, you know where's the problem. If there's death creeping in your body, you know where's the problem. You know what power instituted it. The power that instituted that death, baby, is two inches below your nose. That's where it is. That's where it is. Nations have been destroyed. Hamba krustalitra atra vele shanzila hatrahiga. Angrosale klebredia masaile sharakna. He said, Behold, this day I set you over nations. I send you forth over kingdoms to plant, to destroy, to uproot my God, to build. Hey, how? How? He said, I have put my words in your mouth. That means you can uproot that poverty in your life. You can uproot that ill health, that sickness, that disease. You can uproot it through the power, through the utilization of the power of the tongue. You can tell your cells. You can tell your organs to leave because life is in the tongue. Glory to God. Glory to God. You can tell your finances to rise. Jesus, the Bible says, four days later after Lazarus has died, the Bible says he said, open his tomb. And he called him out as though he was asleep. He said, Lazarus, come forth. The power of the tongue. And the Bible says that he who was dead came out leaping. My God, came out leaping and bound. Yes, 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 he was bound, but he was alive. Are you listening to me? The power of the tongue. Jesus said, he that has faith as a mustard seed shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. He shall have whatsoever he says. He shall have. You have what you say. You live what you say. My God, you experience what you say. It begins in 
your thoughts, it ends in your words. Everything you are today is because of what you have thought, is because of what you have said, or what has been said to you that you have accepted and believed as your truth. Listen, listen, it costs you everything. Everything. Think about how many times you've confessed lack, poverty, inability, weakness. How many times you've confessed, hallelujah, stupidity, falling. How many times you have lied to yourself. You, you need to change your implementation protocols. You need to change the coding that goes on inside you. You need to change the sound code that comes from you. You need to change it because everything around you hears you. When you talk evil, when you talk darkness, when you talk lack, everything hears you and it responds accordingly because remember the Bible says that creation has been subjected to bondage, has been subjected to bondage and is groaning within itself to be liberated into the liberty of the sons of God. It's waiting. And you've got to change the way you think about things, about life. You've got to change the way you use your mind. You've got to use your mind productively. You've got to use your mind creatively. You've got to use your mouth creatively. You've got to use your mouth productively. Hallelujah. Because the thing which you propose to do, which you imagine to do, will not be withheld from you. It's a law of the spirit that everything you imagine shall be sponsored. That's why the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It, it sponsors you, the spirit realm sponsors whatever you habitually think on, whatever you habitually speak on. If you speak prosperity, peace, health, vitality, you will get that. Somehow you will get it because the Bible tells us that you plant the seed, the blade comes, the corn comes, you don't know how, but the ground does the job. Ultimately, it will bear fruit. It will bear fruit. If, if, if your desire is to get married, if your desire is, listen, God knows you need to get married. God knows, God knows, God knows. Your problem, your problem is, is, is your machinery, is your reality creating faculty. Lie down on your bed, sit down. If you don't know how to think, begin to write down ideals of the husband or wife you want. Write it down, write it down, write it down. 
and then go. You, you, you know, there are processes, there are stages to building a house. You see, the, I always tell you that the only houses without a plan are houses that are shandy. Shandies are the only house that are without a plan. If you want a real house, you get an architect, right? You get an architect. You get an architect, the architect does the plans, the blueprints for the house. That's what you do. You, 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 you begin one dimensionally. I'm teaching you how to manifest. You begin one dimensionally. All the criteria, all the, that, that is not it. You, you, you're just writing to help yourself imagine. And then you sit on your chair or you lie on your bed and, and you begin to imagine yourself happily married with a well husband, the healthy wife, you begin, you begin to imagine yourself doing all the things you would do as a married woman, as a married husband. Doing that, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? You are opening up the realms of possibility. That's what you're doing. Any thought that says otherwise, you kick it out. Any thoughts that say, maybe I'm not worthy enough, I'm not beautiful enough. No, I'm beautiful. I'm worthy to get married. I'm worthy to become a wife. I'm worthy to become a husband. I can do it. God has given me sufficient grace. God has built himself in me. Yes, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. If, if, if your desire is to get married, and, and I say to you right now, start thinking about being married. Start thinking about being a wife or being a husband. Discern the feeling that you have. If that feeling is peace, that feeling is from God. That means your problem was that you have not been receiving God's thoughts for you. So what you're doing in imagining that is that you're beginning to receive God's thoughts in that area for you. Because God's thoughts in that area is to prosper you. God's thoughts for you in that area is to give you an expected end. And what is the expected end? Marriage. I told you, the spirit realm is like a restaurant where you make your orders. If you don't make any orders, there'll be, there'll be nothing will come. If you don't make any order, and how do you make orders? Through imaginative processing and through speech processing. Once you have captured it, here's the, once you have captured it in your dianoia, in your imagination, start talking about it. I'm getting married. You know I'm getting married soon? Yep. I'm getting married. God has prepared me a husband. God has prepared me a wife. I'm getting married. Don't worry, you'll be getting an invitation soon. You start going to Pinterest, you start getting those pins, those marriage pins, those, those cake, those decoration things. You start putting them there on your pins. You start looking at the venues on Pinterest. You, you, you start co uh, uh, collecting an album, a scrapbook for your marriage, for your wedding. Why? 
you are preparing for that reality. You are preparing for that experience. That is the best and greatest way to use your mind. Because you know what's going to begin happening? The angels of God will begin ministering for you. The angels of God, because they know, you see, they know they'll be getting signals. Tomorrow I'll teach you, tomorrow I'll teach you about, 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 about uh, inviting angelic ministry to assist you. So you, you, they know the Spirit of God sends them signals and then the right circumstances, the right situations starts being fashioned and created and all of a sudden, one day, you run into in the most awkwardest, in the most unplanned and unrehearsed ways possible. You can think you, 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 you meet the one you've been preparing for. Yep. It happens everywhere, in any area, in any area. Remember what Jesus said, anything is possible to him that believes. Anything is possible. To believe means to accept a reality you have not seen with your physical eyes. That's what to believe is. To accept a reality you have not seen with your physical eyes and continue to act and behave as though it was so. Yeah. Hallelujah. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Yep. Start using the word of God. I, I was telling you on Sunday about how Jesus gives you self-image, self-confidence, self-value. You see, people treat you the way you see yourself. So you tell people, you tell environments how to treat you by how you see yourself. As in water, face reflects face. So does the heart of the man reflect the man. So, Think and become how you want to be treated. And that can only take place once you begin altering the strongholds in your mind, fighting them, consciously fighting them. When you find yourself thinking in an offish way, refute it. I reject it. I reject it. And the best way to do it is to replace those thoughts is to replace them. When you find yourself thinking, find something in the word to replace that kind of thinking. 
If you always find yourself being negative all the time about life, negative, you know, negative. Ne one of the things, stop watching the news. Stop watching the news. Because you are not strong enough to handle the junk they give you. You're weak. Everything is, everything is going to be expensive. Now all of a sudden, that's your language. You know everything's going to be expensive. Yeah, but, yeah, but, be careful. Everything is going to be expensive. You're not talking about how big your God is, how able your God is. No, everything, hey, stop watching the news. Stop watching the news. You can live without the news. Trust me, you can live. You can live just fine without knowing what, you can live just fine. You can live just Fine. Wash yourself of that negativity because it's affecting you. Because you you are taking what you're hearing and you you speaking. Since they have to read, things are expensive. Oh things, oh oh, we're gonna die. Oh all that, all that is piling up and working for you. Whether that be for your good or your destruction, <laughs> only you know. Hallelujah. So, have the right implementation protocols. We're going to look into how to activate prophecies, visions, and dreams tomorrow. But learn how to imagine. Train yourself how to think right. Train yourself how to think right. You, you don't have to agree with every negative thing that is said. You don't have to. You don't have to. There are people who flourish in fair mind. There are people who flourish in recessions, in depressions. There be, be one of those. Be one of those. And yes, you, you've been called into that life. Yes. Begin uprooting and eradicating every worry thought, every fearful thought. Begin eradicating from your mind. Eradicate it. When you when when you when, when those thoughts try to attack you, stop them in their tracks. Tell them who your God is. You don't have to tell them who you are because you probably don't know. Tell them who your God is. My God is my sufficiency. God is my ability. God grants me grace all day, all the time. Yes, God. God is my leader. God is my provider. God. Start there with those simple statements, simple affirmations. Start there. Drill them into your mind. Drill them into your mind. Until all you see is provision. Until all you see is abundance. Until all you see is plenty. Until all you see is fruitfulness. Until all you see is peace. Until all you see is glory. Until all you see is God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I try to be as practical as I can. To help you start 
the implementation protocol and get you to where you need to. Listen. There is nothing too good for you. I want you to close your eyes right now and say this after me. There is nothing in this world that is too good for me. I deserve to have everything good that is to be had in this world. Jesus has made this possible for me. And I strive toward that ideal. Yes, tell yourself that. Because sometimes the thoughts from where you come from will try to tell you, Ula, you don't amount to a nothing. You don't deserve anything good in your life. You, you pathetic, you weak, you poor, you nothing. Yeah. Say, yes, I was that before Jesus came, but now I'm everything he says I am. And you are in my past and you do not define my future. Jesus defines my future. So I think thoughts congruent with peace, joy, love. Yep. Train yourself. It's, it's not going to happen automatically. It's your responsibility. It's your job. And remember when I told you how, how to program your heart, your subconscious, through formulating mindset, where it becomes an automatic thing, a habitual thought. I'm rich. I'm rich. I'm wealthy. That's, that's my thinking every day. It's automatic. You'll never hear me say I'm poor. You'll never hear me say I lack. You'll never, you'll never, you will never hear that come out of me. And that's who I am. You plant the seeds, plant the seeds, plant the seeds into your heart, plant the seeds, plant the seeds into your subconscious. Every day, plant the seeds, plant the seeds. That's why. That's why I wrote these meditation books. That's why I always, I, I always try to talk to yourself. Talk to yourself. Talk to yourself. And after talking to yourself, talk to everything that concerns you. If it's money, talk to money. If, if it's circumstances that need to align, talk to them. Jesus talked to trees, Banna. Hey, Moses talked to rocks, Banna. Jesus talked to water. He talked to wind. He talked to waves. We are of that tribe. Hallelujah. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Glory to God. I've run out of time.